0: Welcome back to Association Data Points, where we discuss associations, data, and the people behind the numbers. I'm Aaron Peters, here with my co host, Brian Seabuck. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Brian, how's it going?
1: Good. We've got a busy afternoon here.
0: We do. Busy afternoon coming off of a really busy couple weeks. We were at the Association Forum Holiday Showcase a few weeks ago.
1: Super cool.
0: Very. Saw a lot of things, and actually, this, this, goes really well into what we're talking about today. We are breaking through the noise. This was a concept and a talk that we presented at Association Forum Holiday Showcase uh, and definitely wanted to bring it to our listeners. What we looked at was the limited attention span that we are all facing and the unlimited amount of information available to us.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's modern living, isn't it?
0: Absolutely, we found in a, a recent study that attention spans since 2004 have decreased by two thirds. So to think of that the other direction, our attention spans are one third of what they are approximately uh, 20 years ago.
1: Yeah, I think you just got to stop right there. It's yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, that, it, it makes a lot of sense. It's uh, I, I certainly seen that in my own life. I think I'm sure you have in yours and everyone we know. It's yes there is so much more signal.
0: Yes. I mean, even looking at, not that I spend a ton of time looking at TikTok, but we all do a little, I can't even get to the end of some of those, like the good ones. It, it just, I'm sort of like, yeah, I know how this ends and I keep scrolling. I heard one that
1: blew my mind the other day was people are like kids today who, we, we've already heard that the album is dead. You know, when mm-hmm. we're talking about music, like the art form that was a full length album is no more. It went down to just a single song. Well, it's gone even further than that. Now I've heard, Oh, I love that part of that song. It's like, we're talking about segments of songs now, oh. which are popular. Not, not even the whole song it's wow. like, is the attention span really that tight? Ty- that's it's, Wow. I mean, just a product of where we are right now.
0: It is. And that's, that's, I have not heard that. And that's really interesting as, as a musician to think about the context of an entire piece of music. We're not meant to listen in sound bites. And so what happens is our ears can kind of fill in whatever the canon of music is. We can sort of fill in what we may have missed But if people are starting to learn how to listen to things in really compressed mediums, that is really tricky.
1: Wow. Yeah, this is so this is where we are here. It's we are very, very compressed. Our attention spans have been trained in a much tighter way than they have in the last, you know, when we were growing up and the people coming up now. We have to get used to that. And I, I don't see the trend going down. So. Our, your, your talk was, you know, very much of the moment there.
0: Right. Right. And with this, you know, we're talking about this limited attention and on the other side of that, we have unlimited information or feels nearly limitless information available to us.
1: So you're competing with, you know, more signal going into a smaller space.
0: You know, we get to speak with a lot of association professionals, and one of the concerns and places for opportunity that we hear come up a lot is surrounds membership. So retention, acquisition, engagement, we're looking at bringing in new members, sustaining members who are are relatively new, and then uh, engaging and sustaining members who have have been with the association for quite some time.
1: Yeah. and. One idea that I heard at Holiday Showcase that kind of stuck with me is this uh, notion that, as an association, you are content. It's uh, that idea is like, wow, you know, that 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 does make a lot of sense. It's you're you're a center of industry knowledge or community knowledge. If you are a professional society like this is, and what do people go to you for? They're going to you for insights that uh, your, your expertise really cannot be found anywhere else. So. If you are content and we know that content only has a, you know, very much shrunken window to fit into Mm -hmm. all of those things that you just mentioned about, you know, retention, acquisition, engagement. That's really fitting that into this and producing those results is the whole game now.
0: Particularly when you like you said, you look at the amount of information available and that information is also really accessible and pretty inexpensive in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, we can get what we need in so many more ways now.
0: Mm -hmm. We can, but is it always the best information? Is it always the most secure information? Is it always expert information?
1: Yeah, you don't really know, Mm -hmm. but it might be good enough for some. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the challenge you have breaking through now is... Proving to someone that what you think is good enough may actually not be good enough.
0: Right. And one of the approaches that we've seen, I I mean, we've said many times association professionals are some of the hardest working people we know. They are the first person to raise their hands and say, how can I help? Sure, I know this person. They're connectors. They're innovators. So what we find is when we've been looking at some of the member benefits or resources that various associations offer their members, there's a kind of siloed approach to mitigating some of these membership engagement challenges and opportunities, meaning there will be um, effort and resources put into education, put into webinars, white papers, surveys, just a lot, a lot of information. But what we're finding is that there's not a lot of lasting improvement necessarily. Mm. So they're doing these surveys to look at what are some of the issues around membership and the same issues are coming up over and over.
1: Yeah, we've, we, we keep hitting the same problem points and we, I think a lot of the tactics that are being applied are pretty much the tactics we tried before, but now just you know, a little different. Mm -hmm. maybe a slight adjustment here there this time it will work i think that it's that siloed approach though it's like oh well the survey said education okay we'll go work on that we'll go work on this we'll go work on this it's maybe not as much the coherent thread between them
0: yes yes and in this world where our attention span is over text everybody's really busy i know for myself i can very easily confuse being busy with being productive.
1: No. Yeah, that's uh, that's a very common one. I think another modern life issue here. Mm-hmm. We we are all very busy, but mm-hmm. productive. Different question,
0: right? Because we don't always value the productivity of sitting back and taking a moment and thinking quietly about yeah. what we're doing because it doesn't look productive.
1: No, it doesn't. Who but. The, the work that you don't do is ultimately just as important as the work that you do. Mm-hmm. And, and in my experience,
0: yes, like
1: you know, have to pick those right things, but it, I, I, this number that you have one came up in a study that, uh, that this was uh, a study that uh, uh, growth zone published very recently about uh, the effectiveness of associations and uh, where, you know, membership and engagement metrics, this, number that 62% of associations feel that their membership is going to stagnate or decrease in the coming year.
0: And that's, that's crazy that's, because it. you look at all the work that's happening. So you have these professionals saying, we're going to increase education. We're going to you know, get on, on this track and this will work and maybe even looking for a silver bullet. At the same time, 62% more than the majority believing we're still gonna see at best stagnation in membership and, and worse, a decrease. it doesn't
1: sound exciting, I guess. It's, it, well, I guess it is exciting, but it's, uh, it's discouraging, you
0: know? It is, it's discouraging. And this is where I love, uh, you know, how some of the language is used in associations and I've been learning from association professionals, challenge, opportunity. So looking at this, We know opportunities have been taken to try this approach where we really kind of take a pinpoint at at each of these issues and say, what can we offer to mitigate all of these? How can we be of value to our members? All great things. We all want to provide value. But one of the things that we started looking at is, what is a value that you can supply to your, or you can provide to your members That
1: they can't get anywhere else. That's your identity really is the solution here. I think the future will be different for associations and I think we we are cognizant of that. It's uh, but in what way can you really emphasize the strengths that are there and what, what, what can be brought out that would be you know things that we really can't get anywhere else that would attract more interest and possibly a more sustained type of interest. It doesn't have to be an overnight, like suddenly they're all here again.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. And one of the things we talk about is collective intelligence. So you have, you already have at your fingertips, your industry members so you have a group of people in, in the same industry who are working together, and we see this at conferences. So when we're, we're at shows, um, people are already leveraging collective intelligence. They might not put that phrase behind it, but even walking around, you can hear peers discussing best practices. What are you doing this year? What's working for you? That's collective intelligence.
1: Yeah, it's context. Mm-hmm. It's really what it is. You're all these people together are a network and, uh, we look at other in other industries in marketing and so on. We look, we're looking for network effects when a critical mass is met and you have enough people talking about the same thing that takes on a different energy and mm-hmm. it makes something bigger and more important over time, just attracting, you know, the, the, just the sheer multiplier of force of having more people working in the space. So that network and the things they are connecting on and talking about is intelligence that could be leveraged to benefit everyone in that group.
0: Exactly. I think taking the water cooler conversation away from the water cooler and sharing it or inviting other people over to it, um, all really, really valuable uh, outcomes from that and particularly coming out of the pandemic As we're still, some people have said this is our our first time back at a conference, first, second time. So we're still walking into those waters and there's some relief behind sitting by people, having these sort of ad hoc conversations that even though there was the best intent and there was some some good uh, deliverables from it, still really difficult to do in a webinar or a breakout session online.
1: People really, they seek these events out Mm -hmm. for connection. Mm
0: -hmm. And that
1: connection really is the essence of why associations exist.
0: And I think, you know, it's interesting because we, one of the things that we learned about and, and we're talking about is in terms of membership are these three categories almost where you have new members who, or, or potential members even. Maybe they're not new yet. Uh, you have members who have been there for a little bit, and then you have members who are toward the end of their, their professional career. And what we heard from people who work in member engagement and member services is they almost feel like they have to have three different voices to talk to these different member segments. And break through three different kinds of noise that are hitting these segments. Communicating
1: to different cohorts means a different approach.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, that, that, that was a real good takeaway. Yes. And the younger people coming up in the field don't have the same experiences. And they don't necessarily think the same ways as the people who came before them. And assuming that they're just kind of a junior version of the people who came before may not be an accurate picture.
0: Mm-hmm. Or that the value that an association provides may not be as obvious.
1: Yes. I, we uh, Going back to our uh, conversation with Avi Alitsky, that uh, the reason that people belonged to associations in the past was more of a social obligation. Mm-hmm. Well, this younger cohort does not really work that way. So, if you are going to break through and realize that okay, you have to be very tight because you don't have as much time as you thought, you know, you would normally have had in the past. So, punching through and having a very clear message and a benefit to bring them in welcomes those people into the tent and then they become part of that context that can be shared. I think there's The younger generation has a lot to teach the elder ones, Mm -hmm. and we're 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 going to miss that if we can't find a way to encourage them to join this and add their distinct voice.
0: Right, and and I would say people the other the flip side of that, people who have been in associations and benefited from associations can share that experience where it's saying now you have again, all of this signal. yeah, you can Google something, you can there's other ways to get at this. you can be in online forums, etc. They might miss the importance of that collective intelligence because they're kind of just creating their own cohort of people who might not be directly involved in their industry.
1: Yeah. It's uh, culture is a, we, we talk a lot about that in the workplace and how a, a functional working culture is just an essential thing that of, of a good organization. And when, when a culture is self-reinforcing and helps teach its you know, bring people along, if, if we're not making those connections, then the culture just kind of withers away and you, you lose things. That's uh, and so it's important that this, this idea that, you know, breaking through that noise and, Knowing that, you know, attention, you know, we're operating in kind of the term attention economy that Mm -hmm. kind of brought up Mm -hmm. about this, like this things are moving very fast now. So adapting your tactics and having, you know, really working from a place that is like the essence of like who you are and maybe packaging that into information or. Better content that really speaks to different audiences in different ways and gives them, you know, some of them are going to be a little more transactional, I guess, in nature, you know, like, you give me what I need and I'll thank you and I'll move along. But I think giving them something to stick around for and be part of the conversation ongoing, that's going to be a challenge.
0: Yes, and it makes me think back to when I was in an earlier career. I was a member of an association. So I was a a member of the American Choral Directors Association and also the Wisconsin Choral Directors Association. And this was sort of like straddling the time when there were resources available online, but that, that was not where you would think to go. You definitely were going to the fall conference and you were walking away with just stacks of resources, of music, um, all sorts of curriculum development. I mean, you had to bring an extra bag. And that was so, so important because there wasn't this sort of robust online um, resource library and there, there certainly wasn't any sort of online community happening during that time. So this was the moment when you got to go um, take advantage of that.
1: But yeah, that bag doesn't have to get filled up with that stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can do a lot of this at home now. So when you do meet and you do connect, what is it for and can it really encourage a connection that is deep and meaningful that is not strictly just, uh, this is a bunch of activity that we used to do at this meeting.
0: Right, right.
1: Yeah, that's, so that
0: transfers that idea that your members cannot get this anywhere else. What I got out of those conferences, I could not get anywhere else. And it's not the stuff I could get elsewhere was the sheet music. I could get that, but I could not get the collective intelligence behind, this is why we recommend this. These are the curricular benchmarks that this piece of music meets in terms of the state standards and benchmarks. That I can't get that anywhere, but within that association.
1: And you can't get those hallway track sidebars where you just happen to bump into someone and you have that conversation mm-hmm. and they share with you that kind of like wisdom that they get from just doing their jobs every day and you being in the same place. We had some really cool conversations at Holiday Showcase, just kind of sharing about, you know what people are doing with data and you know the technology roadmap a lot of tons of interest around ai i think people are starting to get their arms around that one but like that's the kind of stuff like i think events what we've seen this year i think being going to a lot of events like events are going to have a place i think that that kind of connection there is is a very important function and will remain so for associations i think they're going to have a challenge to bring people along and make sure that younger people start going to those Mm -hmm. because you events are big, but I I did look around the room and I didn't see as many younger faces as I would have expected to. Mm -hmm. So I guess that next, you know, breaking through here moment is going to be finding a way to bring those people into the tent, giving them things that they need and working from their strengths to attach to that.
0: Yes. Yes. And I know with some of the the previous episodes that we've had, uh, particularly speaking with Michelle Mason from ASAE and Artisha Moore from Associations Forum, mentorship has been a really big conversation in in the association space. And so continuing that um, that line of access to, to mentorship opportunities and relationships, that always comes up as something that's important
1: yeah that's a, that is a form of collective intelligence as well mm-hmm. you know, we I think it's it's a social compact here that we are trying to encourage and I think there's ways to you know really leverage it in many fashions and you know information uh, events uh, support uh, learning opportunities it's uh, such a rich thing I mean we, we like I get so much value out of our local Mintech group, like Mm -hmm. going to events and just learning what people are doing and things that you just, you're not going to get very easily just reading. Right.
0: And, and to throw a little, you know, data around it, very, very casual data, looking at my phone usage. I was curious. So I looked at my phone usage from when we were in, um, Chicago for holiday showcase and it was four hours and 23 minutes less than it was the previous week. (laughs) And then when I looked at it, when we were in Atlanta for the ASAE conference earlier in August, there was a similar reduction actually it was even more because that, that conference was slightly longer, um, in, in terms of how often I was on my phone. However, I came away from both of those conferences with my brain filled with information and what are we going to do next? And this is exciting. And I'm going to talk to this person. So there was more happening, but I was on my phone less.
1: Some good anecdotal there.
0: Yes. Good connections were being made. Um, and those were not connections I could make on my phone.
1: No. Quite an event. I'm. Uh, I think you did a great job at the talk. I think the audience had a. You know, we had some nice reception at the booth, and yeah, it was a. It was a cool event. I, I, there was a lot of uh, convention bureaus there too. That was exciting. Yes,
0: yes. The convention bureaus were. I mean, God, like the party over there.
1: Yeah, that was. Uh, that was off the hook.
0: hmm
1: I think. Yeah. You know, next time we want the uh, if 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 we data folk can be kind of mixed among the. Uh, the booths are—they're giving out all the uh, the snacks. I think. Yes. Be. Yeah.
0: If I can put in a, a bid to be by the Prosecco booth, mm. that would be fantastic.
1: Yeah, the nice glasses too.
0: Like yes. It oh, nice. it was it was really lovely, and we were in you know that being just in Chicago, kind of around the holidays. I like that they name that it's the Holiday Showcase, and you walk in and there's beautiful decorations, and it it as an overall event. It really was. It really it was very nice. And association people, the nicest people that yeah, you're going to meet. Lovely.
1: It mm-hmm. was a great time. Good recap.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm not quite sure how much time we took, but you know, probably we've, we've lost attention spans by now or we've maximized them anyway.
1: Two thirds less and uh, hopefully it was worth it.
0: Yes. Thanks so much, Brian.
1: Thanks, Aaron. Association Data Points is brought to you by Hargrove & Associates. Since 1985, we've helped associations serve the most critical member data needs by collecting, producing, and delivering exclusive market information. You can visit us online at hargrovedata.com.